Hey guys, this is Tom here. Just a little editor's note here to say that as of 7.35pm on March the 11th, the Overwatch League put out a statement saying that due to the coronavirus, they would be cancelling all scheduled Overwatch League events for March and April. Their statement reads, The health and safety of employees, fans, teams, players and partners is paramount to Activision Blizzard Esports. We are continuing to closely monitor COVID-19, city-level recommendations and mandates and all guidelines set forth by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. After a careful review and working in close collaboration with our teams, we are cancelling all Overwatch League events scheduled for March and April. For more details on these specific events, please visit the host team websites and follow their social channels. And currently, we are working hand-in-hand with our teams to see that all matches are played when it's safe and logistically feasible, staying close to our originally planned schedule as possible. We are considering the various options available to esports in this effort so that all teams, including those previously impacted by scheduling changes in China, can get back to doing what they do best. No adjustments have been made for any other scheduled Overwatch League events. We will share additional updates as needed. Welcome everyone to episode 3 of the Kill Feed podcast, hosted Ew. by Tom Zor, <laughs> it's me, hey. and Owen. Hello. Uh, O-R- how how would you say your username? Oric. Oric. Yeah. Like an orc. <laughs> no, Oric. 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 <laughs> Alright, okay. This is you, baby. <laughs> right. So let's start things off with some Overwatch League this week, shall we? Uh yeah, same as every week, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. this this week, week five, matches were hosted at the Washington Justice again. Can you believe it, Owen? <coughs> Oric. Wow. That big plan. Master plan of having all the teams in the same place. Yep. Uh, first Every match fucking th- week. <laughs> first match of the Toronto Defiant versus Florida Mayhem. Ooh. Things not looking good for the Toronto Defiant so far. Uh, they are performing below where I thought they would perform, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. For sure. But then the Mayhem have been much better than I thought they would be. Yeah, Mayhem have done alright, actually. Um, <coughs> I, d- I can't put my finger on where this Toronto roster is going wrong. I mean, this was going to be a bad week for them in terms of their hit scan because McCree and Widow were both banned. Yeah, um, we can get so on to logics it. and uh, sure four were never going to be like on their like best heroes probably. Mm. This we week. can get onto hero pool discussions later because I think we probably have quite strong opinions about this. Mm. Um, but it was Yaki's May of the Florida Mayhem that they just could not deal with later on. Yeah, um, Yaki's May was really strong earlier on in the season as well. Yeah. Um, every time I've watched Florida, yeah, he's looked really, really good. Um, obviously, the hero bands in question were McCree and uh, Widowmaker, which would obviously affect Shurfor quite a lot, being quite the hit scan specialist. Yep. It meant that Logics had to go on to Tracer. and He's a well renowned Tracer, though. He is a well renowned Tracer, but every time he went in on Yaki. Just boom, straight in the ice block. Didn't have to worry about anything, you know. Yeah. Can't get a ton of value there. Um, 
they were able to combine quite nicely as well for a uh, diva bomb mm-hmm. where they blocked off some of the team with an ice wall and uh, yeah they're just really struggling at the moment yeah um i need to bring up the uh, the league table actually the league table at the moment is stupid because it can't, takes into account every team <coughs> Uh yeah, there there it does fall down because there's loads of teams that haven't played. Yeah, and then there's Dallas Fuel, which are below. Them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but still, where where Defi- Defiant basically sit on exactly the same record as Boston, who are absolutely the worst team in the league. And I I'm don't convinced. think the table lies here. No, the the yeah, Defiant are really struggling. Yeah, really their struggling. performances have definitely put them in amongst where Boston have been sitting. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> the following match, Paris versus Houston. I'm quite sure the one, Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure this one excited you quite a lot as a Houston fan. It, oh, it did. Um, <laughs> I was away at the weekend, but I managed to make sure I was able to tune in on, on some scatty 4G. Yeah. <laughs> Very spotty, but uh, yeah. A completely different Houston team turned up that day. I mean, this was the first week with Hero Bands, right? So mm. uh, I feel like now we're going to see teams that are able to adapt very quickly start yeah. to do well. Mm-hmm. And maybe the chaos of that kind of helps Houston. Possibly, A yeah. little bit. Um, um, how Ben Best can't play... Um, Winston, I don't know. Because there's uh, a main tank. Like, in my head, you need to be able to play the three main tanks. You need to, so like, the main, main tanks. So you need to be able to play Reinhardt. Arisa's pretty simple, I would imagine. And I mean, you need for to be able a pro to. player, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. And you need to be able to play Winston. Not necessarily so at the highest level, but still. I didn't you know. watch. I didn't watch the match. So. Did was it basically divey dive the whole time? Uh, yeah. And was, was sombra dive or just regular dive? Just, just regular dive. They did try to change it up and play sombra sometimes, mm-hmm. and then Houston had to also change by putting like blase on doomfist, and you know, sure. They had a bit of flexibility there, so it wasn't just straight dive as yeah, we know yeah. it, but. Like even when they weren't playing games, uh, like waiting between match between matches, joking, laughing on stage, you know, chatting amongst themselves, complete different atmosphere between yeah. them compared to before, where they just like <coughs> sat there, heads down, yeah, in silence more or less. I I, ge- I genuinely think that the the, the the chaos it will benefit Houston in a big way. They mm. like we've talked about it before, where they have this like they have like what four or five different uh, DPS players. Yeah. They have like mega flexibility, mm-hmm. so they can essentially just dump in the players that suit that week best. Um, oh, absolutely. So like we we I'm sure like I didn't like I said I didn't watch it, but did Linkser see any playtime? Uh no. Exactly. So yeah, his bet is two of his best heroes, McCree and Widowmaker. They're yeah. not in the pool. Linkser doesn't play. You don't have to worry about Linkser. You can worry about the other players that can play, yeah. like the heroes that are, are going to be useful. 
I think that helps them. <laughs> uh, it, it gives them less decisions to make. Yeah, totally. Um, hopefully I'm not wrong in saying this, but as far as I'm aware, they Houston didn't make any substitutions throughout the whole match. Okay. Which compared to them, that's quite a big change, yeah. Yeah, time when they kept swapping out Rockers for Repel, and then occasionally hydration with Dante. They played Dante and Blase together. They kept the Korean contingent intact, you know, Mecco, Repel, and Hesse. Yeah. A completely different team. Oh, so no Rockers at all this week? No. Uh, interesting. And <coughs> Moomin's antics on Eichenwald. I did see. Th- I saw the. I saw the Winston deep dive. The deepest dive. <laughs> so for those that missed it, he, on what I can call point A, he dove into their spawn whilst they were trying to cut the point, forcing three Paris players back to try to engage with him. Then he went primal and jumped twice back onto point, and by that point, uh, at that time, it was just chaos all over the place. Yeah, they were his, his Winston's super strong, so. It was, mm. like, always going to be a good week for him, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, should we move on to Boston, Washington? Uh, yep. A bit of a surprise with this one, because um, Boston took the first map. Busan. That's the only thing that surprises me about this, I'll be honest. About the scoreline, that's the only thing that surprises yeah, me. It was tighter than it looked to be on paper initially. Right. And I don't know whether that's Boston improving... Or Washington, maybe a bit of fatigue there. They're playing too much. They've played Washington a lot. have played a lot of matches compared to some of the other teams. So Washington have played uh, six. They've played six matches so far. Mm. Um, so there are other teams that have played that many, but yeah. not that many teams have done that so far. Mm. Um, That's it. Washington but, looked a lot better than when they last played uh, the week before when they played London and Corey looked absolutely knackered. Yeah, well, this is something we touched on last time where they got sick last time out, last mm-hmm. week. And um, that was never going to be a good thing. So it was nice that they can bounce back after getting reverse swept by London the week before. Yeah. But the fact that it was against Boston kind of means nothing. No, that's it. I mean... It's sad to see that there is like a punching bag in the league, but it just seems to be Boston at the floor at the moment. And I'm convinced that if uh, Boston Uprising were in contenders, they would get relegated. Really? Wow. I'm, they are so bad. Uh, like we, w- I, I, I watched the uh, the match they played versus Atlanta mm-hmm. on the Sunday, and um, we'll talk about that later, but. Oh boy, were they bad. Mm. Shaky times. Mm. But a bit of a better performance for them. Obviously not good enough for them to get the win, but... At least they started picking up a map. Yeah. Uh, Moving on to Sunday. Paris Eternal versus Philadelphia Fusion. (coughs) This This was was always going to be a huge match. Yeah, this was going to be a huge match. Mm. Um... I'm after the weekend after the Saturday matches. Um, mm-hmm. The result surprised me. Yeah. Because after after Paris lost against Houston, I was like, "Oh boy, they're gonna get slapped by Philly." Mm. And then a totally different Paris team comes out, 
like into like mental like mentally yeah absolutely um comes out and um actually make it potentially one of the best games this season it's hard to think of any others that have like pushed each other that far i know like the houston 17 maps or whatever it was before <laughs> but um no this was super high level incredibly passionate it's so good to see Tracer back in the hero pool <coughs> and, and Soldier especially as well who's never got a ton of playtime in the league uh, yeah he was he was uh, really heavily in the meta before Overwatch League but then yeah once Overwatch League came around and other like Dive was prominent in season yeah. one mm -hmm. and then season two was Goats we don't talk about those times <sighs> dark dark times dark times indeed but um, but yeah, I I mean I didn't see too much from that that Paris Philly map, but uh, I caught the last map, the Decider map five, and uh, I mean it's <laughs> just non-stop. It was breathless. Certainly the the very end. The like nineteen hour <coughs> overtime, where it just kept going. Uh, yeah, it was like a minute, a, mi a solid minute and a half overtime. Yeah. Um, I th and. The credit where it's due, uh, ZP and Jake cast it so well. Yeah. It was really hype. Yeah. And those are the fantastic. moments that we normally see someone like Uber come alive in. Um, yeah, but absolutely. I Sorry. Sorry, go. go I was just going to say, I thought they handled it really well. Um, made it super, super hype um, mm. without, you know, just ignoring what plays were, were being made. Yeah. Um, they didn't yeah, get caught it was up really, in it. Really exciting, yeah. Um, Uber tweeted a long time ago saying about that he didn't really think that castles were that important during, like, the live broadcasts and things like that. And I, I completely, I love Uber, but I completely disagree with him because they make those moments even more hype, even more memorable. You know, you think yeah. of those, epi like those epic lines that they've said. You know, since. Uh, this happened during that time. Um, as the pro the prophet going mad, and you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That it it just serves to hype up a situation. Yeah, it um, just makes it even more memorable. And yeah, absolutely. Like you said, ZP as uh, ZP ZP, and Jake did a fantastic job. Yep. Yep. Um, New York. Washington? Or? Yeah, New York Washington was an interesting one. Um, <coughs> so, Washington win map one. And, and kind of convincingly, right? Yeah, and everyone's eyebrows go... Hmm. Yeah, yeah like. uh, and... <coughs> and, like, we know Washington have got really solid... Like, have got a solid team. Everyone expects Washington to be really strong this season. Yeah. Uh, but New York didn't look their, like, usual self... Um, Corey pops off, looks like the best DPS in the league, like a lot of people will say he is. Mm. Um, Aim God on um, Washington looks super, super good. Um, and playing Zen? Yeah, yeah, playing Zen and basically yeah. just like making Jonak look bad. Yeah, taking it to um, him. Yeah, so that was uh, really impressive to see. But then going into map two. Suddenly, well, basically, uh, Sabi Olby plays map one, and mm -hmm. he's like the self-touted best tracer in the world. 
Yeah. And he just gets clapped by Corey, who is also playing Tracer. Yeah. Comfortably. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Doesn't is such a non-factor in the game. Like SPV is such a non-factor in the first map. Yeah. Um. So he gets subbed out for map two, uh, for Nene. And NYXL style completely changes. They mm. go from being really passive to having a hyper aggressive tracer who essentially just serves to tr ch chase Corey and just nullify him. Yeah. And I've always found those tracer duels a bit more interesting <coughs> because they're not necessarily going after the back line. They're trying to counter each other's play. Yeah, yeah. And there's yeah. like mind games come into it. And, um, yeah. Just raw, raw skill, timing of like a recall, things like that. And um, Nene just just looked so much stronger at this point. But it enables the rest of NYXL to kind of pop off. And Jonak starts coming into the game a bit more. Mano like starts looking a bit stronger. And just they just kind of like bring themselves back into the game again. And suddenly... The map kind of the match kind of gets turned on its head just with that one sub. Mm. Um, now is that down to Saviel be not being able to practice as much on Tracer or not having well, as much playtime recently? I mean, he's he not played. had a lot of stage time recently, but I like assuming that they've been playing with him in scrims, uh, which is potential. Maybe he hasn't. But mm. the, since the hero bands come in, they've they've had the equal amount of time to be able to practice, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I think it was purely down to style. Um, I think New York that, looks that a lot he is so he he's so much style. more passive, mm. and that worked in like a pure dive composition. But it didn't it didn't work. But basically, both teams played like a mirror match, sombra dive. Yeah. Um, and it didn't seem to work. For, for SBB but um, yeah basically by the time like Dorado was was kind of close actually uh, Washington kind of pushed nearly push it all the way mm. uh, New York make it make it to their to their marker take the map Kings Row is a totally different affair um, New York started kind of slow but push all the way and then Washington don't look good at all mm. um and then horizon luna colony new york pushed so hard on point one and they like washington looked mentally boomed at this point yeah they look so screwed and they're making really terrible mistakes um new york capped the point with like five minutes to go and then washington come back into the match managed to hold point two and you think okay washington are coming back into this and then they come out for their point and they initially get kind of like 80 percent on the on the first point and then they just, just everything goes wrong for the next like three minutes <laughs> and they just look so bad again and i don't know i i, I think they just kind of like got mentally boomed in the end and that was it they just they just couldn't find their way back mentally into the game and new york just like ease them out of it and that that was it basically it's just yeah it was an entertaining match but yeah only Definitely. kind of for the first like two and a half maps <laughs> yeah yeah once uh <coughs> new york just realized they had a game on their hands there yeah exactly uh, 
Do you want to um, introduce the last match of the oh, weekend? Oh, yeah, last match of the weekend was Boston-Atlanta. Um, and I touched on it earlier. Uh, mm-hmm. This Boston team is fucking awful. Yeah. So Atlanta win 3-0. And um, that's about as easy as a game will get all season for anybody. Mm. Boston looked lost. They do. They were they were kept playing Arissa Sigma into essentially dive. Yeah, they did that front. against Washington. Um, uh, Atlanta actually used Arissa quite a bit as well, um, but they played with the Diva, mm. and Hawks Diva was really strong. Um, but he was able at all times was able to contest like two or three players at a time on his own, and. You just can't let that happen, but no. but but like Boston genuinely just didn't look like they had a clue what they were meant to be doing, um, and I don't know whether that was just purely down to um, like they weren't sure with co- like they just weren't comfortable with the composition, or whether they weren't they didn't understand how they were meant to play the composition they've been asked to play. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they just just looked super super weak. It was embarrassing to be honest. They're, they're just all over the show. If I was a Boston fan, I'd be gutted. Yeah. Because you've got to remember, because in, in season one, Boston were actually like quite a good team. Oh, yeah, back when um, they were <coughs> under Krusty. Yeah. yeah. Funnily enough. Mm. He's done all right since, has he? He's done okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, where do we want to go from here? Do we introduce the next week's matches? Um, or do you yeah. want to stop and take a little talk about hero pools? Uh, let's let's do the matches. We'll do some predictions, and then we can talk about the uh, like kind of like Overwatch League news and yeah, okay, and so on. Right. So, first match of the weekend. This is at the Florida Mayhem. Stand. It's not got a fancy name as far as I'm aware, like Bra- Battle of Bradley Love or whatever. <laughs> nope, just, yeah. <laughs> Plain and simple. Yep. Uh, New York versus Atlanta Rain. That should actually be a bit of a bit of a match. Yeah. Both teams have uh, really strong DPS. Both teams got good tank lines, got su- good support lines. Um, I don't think the hero bands make a big difference to either of these teams. I would like to see Erster on Tracer versus this team. Yes, Erster versus Nene. Mm, Tracer duel would be fun, actually. Erster can do some nutty things. Yeah, I think with Winston and Lucio out of the pool this week, we'll probably see... A bit of a brawly style. Mm. Um, we'll probably see Reinhardt. We could see Double Shield. I, well, I hope not. I, because it's practiced. Like these yeah. teams have not long stopped playing it, so I think that we could revert back to what we saw like two weeks ago. Mm. Um, but I think that would be a good match, regardless. 
Yeah, definitely. It'd be interesting to see whether they start Sabi Orbi this time or just go in and open me off. Yeah. I think New York can take it, though. Yeah, I don't doubt for a second that New York would take it, but I think Atlanta might push them a little bit. Yeah, I think it'd be a 3-1 or 3-2. Yeah, 3-1 for me, New York. Fair enough. Do you, do you want to introduce the next one, seeing as uh, they're your boys? My boys. Uh, yeah, London v Philly. Uh, I don't really know what to make of this one. There's two Londons. <laughs> yeah, good point. It does depend on how they how London shape up. Because um, we didn't play uh, this weekend, just gone. But the week mm. before, we, we went 2-0. We beat uh, the Mayhem and we beat Washington. Um, who are both reasonably good teams, but neither of them are at the level that Philly's at. So, no, I think I think Philly will probably win that. Mm-hmm. And I think Philly will be hurting a bit after losing the Paris. Uh, yeah, probably, probably. So I would, uh, I think Philly three zero. To be honest, mm. uh, potentially, uh, yeah, probably a three zero. Paris, Florida, Mayhem. This could be a little cracker. It could be. That could be exciting based purely on the DPS lineups. Mm -hmm. Um, If Florida... Yeah, BQB and Sire Player versus like Soon and um, XE and stuff like that, I think could could like be really interesting. Mm. Uh, I think it could be fun to watch, but I think Paris are better than Florida. Yeah, definitely. It'd be interesting to see whether that the Paris result against Houston was like an an anomaly, or and Paris are at a much higher level. Yeah, I I think that I think it probably was. Um, But then I I at the start of the season I rated Houston reasonably high, Um, and I I think think a lot of people did really. Yeah, I think they might like the start of the, the. of Houston season might have been a bit of an outlier as well mm. to give them a little bit of credit. So, it, but yeah, I think I think Paris beat Florida. Yeah, I think Paris beat Florida. I'm going to go three two though. I think it'd be quite oh, a tight okay. one. Mm, I don't know. I might, I'm going to go for a three zero clean sweep. Clean sweep. Do you want to do the honors? Yeah. So on the Sunday. Matches kick off with Toronto and Washington. Uh, some of Toronto's better heroes back in the pool mm. for their DPS, but I just think I think Washington DPS is better than Toronto DPS. So I think Washington have got a lot of momentum behind them at the moment at this point, and Toronto are struggling in their game against Florida. Agility's really had a hard time getting any final blows or kills. Right. And that obviously like held them back massively and Yeah. You know. Agilities has always blown a little bit of hot and cold, but mm. um he should be being more consistent than that at this point. Yeah. Um but yeah I think Washington win that. I don't think there's any problem for Washington. No, me neither. So I go three oh Washington. Yeah, same. London Atlanta Rain. Next match. 
I think it's the same scenario as London Philly, mm. where London, if they turn up in the right way, could make it a real game. But I think that Atlanta better than London. Yeah. Um, where are Atlanta on the standings at the moment? Oh, sitting, sitting sixth currently. Sixth. They've won two, lost one. Yeah. So not so played. They, a ton who did they matches. lose against? Um, I can't remember now. Uh, hang on. Uh, I think it was Paris. They lost against Paris. Wow. There's no shame in losing against Paris, to be honest. No. They are a good team. Yeah, so they're, they're, yeah, Defiant absolutely slapped. Uh, sorry, Atlanta slapped the Defiant, then got beaten in a close match against Paris, and then slapped Boston. Mm. So I think against I think against London I think it'd be close but I think um or closer potentially yeah. but I think uh, I think Atlanta win that one out yeah good uh, go yeah then the then the weekend finishes with Boston versus Florida I can't that'll see. be a quick three zero for Florida yeah that's it BQB <laughs> everyone else showing out. You know. Unless unless Boston figure out like iron out their is- issues, that I just think they're lost for a long time. They just yeah, they just seem all over the place. It's a bit of a mess. Yeah. Um, Widowmaker will be back in the mix if Sire player wants to flex his muscles a little bit. Yeah. But I can't see anything other than a Florida win there. No, no, neither. Nice. Right. Hero pools. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's deep dive. Let's deep dive. Let's deep dive. Right. So they (coughs) introduced the hero pool system, didn't they? To try to shake up the metas. Yep. So. Um. The way that it works on live is that the top percent of each roll. Yeah, so it's basically bad. any team with over 10%. Yeah, any uh, any time. hero with yeah. over 10% playtime is eligible for being banned. Yeah. But the way it works in the league is they take all those ones and they put them in a big drum and spin it around and just go, this guy is banned. This one's gone. This one's I'm, gone. Yeah. So it, for pure pure like entertainment value, like there's nothing wrong with that. Like it it it's it, like it's a fun watch to see them pick and then discuss like what they think or how how much impact they think that might have. Uh, um, but yeah, I don't know. It could just be done so much better. I think all of it could be. How how does it not sync up with the live game environment? The heroes that are banned in game need to be the ones that are banned in the league. Uh, it would make it would make sense, right? Yeah. Because yeah, so like you're saying, compet in comp- ranked in competitive play, mm-hmm. uh, like just in regular game mode. Uh, yeah, hero pools 
there there's hero bands but they're separate from the ones that are in overwatch league and yep. open division and contenders um, oh <laughs> contenders yeah we'll, we'll get to that in a sec we'll get to that in a sec yeah um so basically if you're an overwatch league player for like a week you don't get to <laughs> you might not get to play your your heroes in in competitive play yeah um that you're meant to be playing so you just have to rely on scrim time yeah, and general it. practice um it's a bit strange it was a weird call and they're announced on completely different days yeah um yeah i don't know i'm it's a bit strange I, i'm not sure why they made that call i think this is just blizzard in a nutshell <laughs> they think they have a great idea but the implementation is just not good it's just not it doesn't work for anyone yeah i agree because like the whole reason why they brought in um like map pools mm-hmm. and stuff like that was so that like what you were playing was the same as what people were playing in Overwatch League. Yeah, they wanted to make the league what they were watching on the league or in the league, sorry, representative of the live environment. Yeah. They adamant about it, they kept talking about how they want to make the patch that the players are playing on as relative to the one that is live yeah, or as yeah. close as it can be and they go and do this and it just throws everything out uh yeah strange cool but i think the way that they're selected is is fine because it's just random it's yeah i have no problem with them being selected in that manner it's just it should be the same across the board like i have no problem with like the league making more content which is entertaining you know you get one round and all the casters are there or some of them and they do the draw yeah and then they can talk about it a bit but it should be the same as the live environment yeah yeah so the bands for next week soldier 76 sombra winston and lucio soldier 76 hasn't been played (laughs) that it was so mean and he got picked three times from the drum it was just so sad for him. <laughs> he's been it, super banned. He's been barely played, and then he's come in. It was fun to map. see him back in the meta, uh, yeah. or, or back in the game for for a week. And some of the play we saw with him was was super super good. And actually, one of one of the we we touched on the Paris uh, Philly final map. Mm-hmm. And actually, uh, on the final stage of the final map at ninety nine ninety nine. We saw some really, really sick uh, soldier play from Exe on Paris, and um, yeah. that was like a like that was an amazing example of like how fun he can be as part of the game. Yeah, that's it. But he's gone now. <coughs> only it's only for a week. We have to it's remember only it's, for, only for it's, it's only for a week. But it's just the fact that they barely over that percent. You know, like Winston yeah, getting yeah. picked. Yeah, I mean, Winston's and just Winston's a shame, but the previous week when McCree, Widowmaker, Reinhardt, and Moira got banned, Winston was up for it. He had like a ten point one percent pick rate, so he was yeah viable to be banned. And it's yeah. just I don't know, it's just a bit much. I think yeah. they need to narrow it down. Maybe, maybe contenders. Contenders uh, players have a day to practice prior to hero bands. 
Yeah, so Contenders is played on Monday nights and Hero Banter made or picked on Sunday nights. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they get basically 24 hours to decide what to play. Uh, it's super unfortunate. Uh, that is I'd... coming from IC, who plays for Third Impact. He's a flex tank. Um, yeah. It's just once again, just we'll do something, we'll make it work. Contenders, what? No, don't worry about them. <laughs> yeah, basically. Just. Yeah. So. Fuck them, pretty much. I, yeah, I mean, I, I manage a, a, a high masters, low grandmasters. Yeah, plug uh, that shit. Overwatch team. Um, we're we're competing in OD and. What's the Twitter handle? Uh, roots underscore ow. Everyone go follow. <laughs> and um, do it. Do it. Yeah, so hero bands are fine for us because we we have the whole week. We have a week. We have the same amount of time to prepare as an Overwatch League team. We play mm-hmm. on Saturdays and Sundays. We scrim on Tuesdays and Fridays at the moment. Um, and it's you know you do what you, you just go with it. But to to have twenty four hours is just it's no time at all. There's like they're probably going to have a little bit of scrim time, but realistically it's going to be super minimal. It's- and coaches. Uh, basically have to come up with ideas with by the time they start scrimming on the Monday. So they might have like t- potentially like eight to ten hours to come up with an idea. And oh. that in that period of time, they should be fucking sleeping. Yeah. Right, so Hero Bands didn't come into effect at the start of the league. They came into effect in the March. True. The way I think this should have been done is that they should have been scheduled somewhat, so that way they'll look at the data at the start of March from the start from the first games and say, right, going off that data there, these are the heroes that are going to be banned from sure. this week going forward, you know, or yeah. X, Y, Z, and then give teams time to adjust to it. Uh, yeah, they almost need like a week uh like delay so you you make a pick and then the 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 ban the the ban that is currently in place ha- plays out and then the the pick that was made the week before then comes into place for a week yeah and so like on a- so you you always you're always kind of like a week yeah like a ahead buffer of, of, of and you've got time to to practice but then in that sense if you know you've got matches coming up mm. where you need to practice the other the other uh heroes that are available then you yeah. might not get a chance to but at least you get time to theory craft i suppose yeah and at least that's something rather than just at the final hour uh, like 11th hour oh by the yeah. way xyz's banned it's like yeah right okay. i feel but i feel for uh feel for the uh contenders teams i do it's pretty rough it's awful for contenders teams and it's awful for coaching staff as as a whole, who were spending yeah. uh, flame tweet today, Houston Atlas GM saying about uh, coaches spending seventy hour uh, working seventy hour work weeks. It's that's uh, yeah, that's mad. It's, it's, when you think about it, it's just mad, you know. Yeah. 
Like things like this don't make it easier. Uh, they definitely don't. No, um, it's pretty rough. Pretty rough time to be a coach in Overwatch, to be honest. Yep. Uh, right. Where do you want to go from here? Um. So there's been a couple of roster changes. Um. Funnily enough, both of them come from Boston. Yeah. Um, so Munchkin, who's DPS player, he was on Soul Dynasty before. He mm -hmm. has left Boston by apparently mutual consent. Yeah. And has moved back to contenders. Yeah. Lucky future. Yeah. I mean, who can blame him? Because he's essentially playing at a contenders level in Overwatch League anyway. And is mm. doing nothing for his reputation. So why not? go back and get a fresh start he's obviously not happy at boston it makes sense for everyone it's just sad isn't it that a player that played for seoul from the beginning yeah just tossed aside there's obviously been some disagreement there yeah hence his yeah the means of his departure he's just been you know pushed out the back door and well jerry it. started to pop off right uh, the other, uh, like Boston DPS player, hit scan. Um, yeah, Jerry started to pop off, and everyone seems to love him. So, <laughs> if you want it out, now's the time to take it out. Yeah, Jerry, it's the man, hit no mouse. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> as you alluded to, uh, Axiom, their other main tank, because they've got two. Yes, yeah, Fusions is their starter, generally. Yep. Uh, is having some sort of unknown medical procedures being done on him, so he is out of the team for the foreseeable future. Uh, which is a shame for them, I suppose, but, I mean, if it's if it's a requirement for him, then, then you know, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, uh, life is, is bigger than video games, as much as we might not think it sometimes. Yeah, absolutely, and I think we'll get um, onto that in a bit. So yeah, hopefully uh gets better soon. Yeah, get better soon, Axiom. Um, I think if you're Boston, you then wrap fusions in all of cotton wool <laughs> possible. Corona proof. Just <laughs> dunk him in a vat of some kind of antibacterial gel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Cameron. <coughs> yeah. Keep him, keep him clean. Yeah. Um, speaking of health, though. Yeah. We've touched. We've literally spoken about coronavirus every week so far. Um, but based on a tweet that Kodak, an Atlanta, uh, player, uh, support player, made today, it would appear that the Paris homestand is going to be cancelled due to the coronavirus because the venue is not opening or something of those sorts. Right. So, yeah, as you spoke about, Kodak tweeted out that the Paris homestand looks to be a no-go due to the coronavirus. Um, he also included in his reply a tweet from the venue <coughs> saying that essentially the venue would be closed for a period of time 
to make sure that the there's no risk of anyone getting infected yeah. within so is it. So that basically until the like 15th of April? Yeah. Like that is what I can see. Yeah. Um, that is a big Phil's Batman. It would have been really great because the uh, Overwatch World Cup uh, qualifier that was held in, in Paris was absolutely bumping. Oh, the French crowds. The French crowds are The French crowd is super passionate. Um, and it was amazing to watch. So... Um, it's a real shame. It's a real shame that that's not going to go ahead. But uh, I just I can't get like we can't get around seeing it. Um, no. There's yeah. There's not a lot we can really do about this, you know. It's you can't just go ah oh, fuck it, it'd be alright, you know. It sucks. It sucks for everyone. But there's bigger things than video games, I'm afraid, guys. Yeah, it's public safety. Um, we, we've said it before, it has to happen, so we just have to go with it. But I think that we're going to start seeing games being played behind closed doors, because this yep. fixture build-up is going to be insane otherwise. Yeah, and that does not just go for Overwatch League, that goes for all esports. Uh, yeah, basically. Uh, uh there's League Ma uh, League of Legends matches that haven't been played yet in Korea because of this. The build-up is just going to be crazy. Um, there's the Korean Overwatch games that still haven't been played. Yeah. Although, um, I heard the other day that they might have a solution for that, and that does sound like it is going to be played behind closed doors. Closed so. doors. Yeah, that makes sense. Why not? Think at they least you can you can still stream it. I know it's not hype for the players, but at least you can stream it. People can watch it. They got to play, you know. They got to play. Yeah, like there's something like six teams that haven't played yet. Yeah. Uh, five five teams, sorry, five teams that haven't even played. Which yet. is a lot. Which is the uh, four Chinese teams and the and Seoul Dynasty as mm -hmm. as the Korean team. So it's yeah. They need to start getting games played now, I think. Absolutely. Alright. Um, Should we talk about something a bit more happier? Well, I think that you wanted to talk about something that you're extremely passionate about. Um, but maybe oh. you want to leave that till last. So, oh, would that, be, would, that, would that be the, the It's a merch-related merch situation. Oh, I'll, I won't bang on because the We've spoken about merch last week. Okay, so... A young lady, I can't remember her name, but she put it on Twitter that she went to the Washington Justice homestand and they had the uh, player tracksuit, you know, jackets. The ones the they one all wear. says are great. They're, yeah, apparently they're amazing. For $190, they better be oh. the best thing in the world. That is ridiculous. I don't own a single item of clothing that is one hundred and ninety worth one hundred ninety dollars. <laughs> it's obscene. All. I have a suit that costs less than that. <laughs> it's it's true. Yeah, I know. I know. I've. Who do they think goes to esports events? Who do they think tunes in the streams and stuff? They're just completely <coughs> fucking clueless. Yeah, it's 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 an obscene amount of money, and I can't see. Uh, yeah, I can't see anybody 
well, people will pay it, but your your average Overwatch League uh, fan is not going to buy one of those jackets. No. It's just not doable. No, and then it's, it hurts. It's, it's ridiculous. And then it hurts the teams. It hurts the league. All because, and I don't know whether it's the league or Fnatic's that set the price in, because if it's the league impact on that, then that's their own fault, and that's stupid of them to put their jersey and tracksuit uh, jacket prices so high, but yeah, it's not fair for the teams to suffer for that. Yeah. I know, I agree. Right. Let's so not stay on it too long, though. Let's move on. Yeah, we'll actually, angry about it. something <laughs> nice and happy. So, you might have seen a little while ago that Jane had a new Twitter profile picture looking all dapper. Interestingly enough, so did Avast. And so people's ears, uh, no, tongue started wagging, not ears. <laughs> Why did <laughs> their ears start wagging? <laughs> not so dumbo. My ears started to wag. <laughs> no, tongue started wagging. Could be something in the pipeline. Well, they finally put out a trailer for their new show they're doing for Envy. Dive is back. <laughs> <laughs> As the mask says. It's Fair uh, play. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, en- Envy have gone all in on uh, Overwatch League, to be fair. And um, yeah, power totally. to them. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jane um, was a super popular content creator. Um Avast is a super popular content creator. He is a force. I don't want to call him a meme lord because that sells him too short. <laughs> but he he is a force in the Twitter sphere of Overwatch culture. Yeah, for he, sure, for sure. And I forget that he used to be a player. Uh, yeah, same. Which is I weird. Did he actually make it on stage in season yep. one? Did I he? think he made it on stage. I'm not sure. He played for Boston, didn't he? Yeah, he did, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it should be interesting. It, it, it's actually the first thing like this we've seen for Overwatch, I think. And um, Like an actual production, like based, like outside of like the main, like all, or the old Watchpoint yeah. uh, segments and stuff. It's the but first it's something that this. one of the orgs is doing, not necessarily the actual league itself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, apparently, Vass said that he turned down money from the league to be on the um, desk to do this. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. And it's interesting because I honestly thought in the offseason that he was going to get signed up by the league. Oh, same. Same, 100%. But I can see why he made this decision because I would imagine that he has way more creative control. Oh, 100%. Um, so and his 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 uh Overwatch streams were so popular, um like the watch alongs, mm-hmm. like the Watch League and stuff like that. Um, I just I think it was probably the right call. Yeah. So it's un- it's not clear quite yet what the content of this show is going to be and what the structure of it is, but they've also said that they're going to be doing a podcast as well. Okay. So they're, they're doubling down on this content. Nice. Where, yeah. where the con- whether the podcast is actually just the audio form of what they're doing, who knows? Uh, yeah, it could be. Yeah. No, that's cool. Power to them. I hope it's good. 
I hope it turns out okay. But yeah, totally. Um, Overwatch could use like legit content. Yeah, definitely. Um, they've struggled for the longest time to find any that's not within the actual league itself, and the league is yeah. the league hasn't done anything to help that, and they don't promote it. God, they don't yeah, even promote true. contenders, do they? <laughs> so, true. yep, that's a yikes. We this weekend we had the CS:GO minor qualifiers for Rio. Oh, excellent! Yep. Um. So I don't know if there's dates on when those are going to be played, but basically all the teams got. Uh. Uh. But it, yeah, it was qualifiers for a minor, which, if you perform well enough in, qualifies you for the major. Mm-hmm. Um. So so there's uh it's split into four regions so there'll be two uh american teams like north american teams there'll be two oh no so so america's is split between north america and south america yeah um you'll have two european teams uh two cis teams and two asian teams go to the major um and there's some there's some good teams in there so um that'll be interesting to watch play out Mm-hmm. And Flashpoint starts next week, which is a brand new uh, Counter Strike League, which has been set up uh, with the participation of people like uh, Monte Cristo and Semler and Thorin, who mm-hmm. we would know from Overwatch. But uh, Semler and and Thorin have massive background in CS anyway. I think this is yeah. Monty's first step into CS. Yeah. But it'd be really interesting because they've said that it's going to be based, it's all about the players. Um, so it'd be really interesting to see like what it's actually like. Yeah, it seems to be what Monty's <coughs> vision was for the league. Yeah. But for a more popular game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. And it, it, it'll be interesting. It's going to be a, a, like basically like a tier two tournament. Yeah. Um, with some like slightly lower standard teams in but that's fine if the if it pays off well we might see uh bigger and better teams in it in the, in the future so um that'd be interesting to watch play out as well yeah um and then sorry did you have anything to add to that no uh no, no i think you said it all beautifully um yeah it'd be interesting to see what happens with flashpoint and i wish them all the best yep um, and then the last thing I want to touch on is, uh, you know that I'm a big fan of Arena FPS. Um, really? Unreal, uh, Unreal Tournament, Quake, and um, wait, is actually, Quake Latin- back? No, Quake isn't back. Is, is Dive not back? Is Quake <coughs> back? <coughs> Fuck Quake. Um, no, <laughs> I can't say that on the internet. I can say what I like. Um, Actually, I didn't mention last week that they had the Quake World Championships and Rafa uh, picked up his third Quake World Championship. Interestingly, uh, Rafa actually stopped playing Quake and went to play Overwatch, played Overwatch professionally for Team Liquid for a period of time and then went back to Quake um, when when Liquid left the uh, professional Overwatch scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but fuck Quake, we're talking about Diabotical. Diabotical... Um, made by the uh, GD Studios. Um, it's in its second week of beta. 
and um, we've seen online and LAN tournaments already starting for that. So uh, Arena FPS is fully alive and well. And um, you were very happy. And I'm very happy about it. It's a super fun game. It plays really well. It looks good. It's going to be free to play. They have like £250,000 to pump into esports in their first year. Um, I think it's going to be like a pretty big deal. Yeah, they're, they are... From what I've seen from their Twitter and all the feedback they've had and what I've seen on my timeline, it seems to have gone down brilliantly, the the beta. Uh, yeah, everybody's uh, super hyped about it. People that love Arena FPS are already raving about it. So, yeah, I think we've... Um, I think we've got a, a, like a serious game on our hands now. Hopefully, um, the more the better. Yeah, absolutely. A uh, slight bit of breaking news: just confirmation that the Paris Eternal homestand is without a venue currently, and it will either be delayed or cancelled. Uh, yeah. I've just seen that as well, actually. That's a shame. Yeah. But we are where we are. Absolutely. Um, Never mind. As long as the London wasn't one doesn't get cancelled because I got tickets. <laughs> <laughs> I would not hold your breath. Well, On that yeah, great yeah. note, <laughs> know, we'll call that a day. Yeah, I think that's fine. Thank you so much for tuning into the yeah, Kill Feed, cheers. and we'll see you again next week. Yeah, see you next week. Bye. Bye.